I, uh, you know, I might be shortchanging myself. Well, no, I can't be shortchanging myself because if I'm investing into the actual product, the people who are making the product that this whole business is built on. So if I invest in them, I ultimately believe it'll all come back full circle no matter what. Born in darkness, but I'm reaching for the light. Was born in darkness, but I'm reaching for the light. With the Lord beside to guide me, everything's gonna be alright. The road is narrow, but I won't lose my step. I say the road is narrow, but I won't lose my step. Cause the Lord's here to guide me when no one's left No, I was born a sinner But I pray for forgiveness I was born a sinner But I pray for forgiveness Through the blood of salvation I bear witness We're gonna be alright. I say dark days are coming, but we're gonna be alright. When the morning comes, we'll see the Lord's might. Tell us what it do, what it does. It is your host with the most sunny days, sun diesel, son of the sun, son of man, son of God in the flesh, living this life. Word up. This is the podcast. Tell me the truth. This is episode 12, Homemade Soul. And man, I'm just on a chill vibe today. That little tune right there just set me in a proper mood. So, yeah, man. Y'all already know I'm finna drop these plugs. Come hit me at the website www.tellmethetruth-podcast.com Again, www.tellmethetruth-podcast.com You can go there and you'll see all our links associated with Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that. You know, So come check that out. Come check out, again, I seen it on Facebook last night. My man E. Youngin is now, this door's finna slam, is now um, doing episode the next episode of Sky High TV. So that should be pretty exciting and interesting. Also, um, yeah, y'all don't really have a lot of plugs. So let's get right into the episode information. This episode is episode 12, Homemade Soul with Curtis Clark. 
And I kind of found this guy on Facebook just through different uh, connections and whatnot. But I looked into what he was doing and I found it real interesting. He has this company called Homemade Soul Music. And what they do is work with artists to place their music and different stuff so they can get that money. You know, and that's doing it without record labels. I'm not going to give too much away about the process because we talk about it extensively in this podcast. So you got to listen to get all that, all that information. But like I always say, check us out on iTunes. Check us out on all of our links. Give us as much feedback as possible. Anybody can be a truth teller. So if you want to do it, we do the things over the phone. If you you know where I'm at, you can come to the crib. If you pass the security you know, search and, you know, secure the background check. Uh, you can come to the studio located at the crib and do it all big. So, like I'm going to tell you, this is a seriously good podcast, especially if you are a artist, a beginning artist. And this is not just in reference to music. This is in reference to any kind of art, whether you do audio art, visual art, graphic art. You know, this guy's working the place everybody's stuff where it can be placed and just let artists get a foot in whatever game that you know they're trying to explore and put their uh content in so let's turn up episode why is these fucking dishwasher people calling me now my shit been broke three times episode 12 homemade soul with curtis clark let's do it i'm thinking about the good old days now quick they slip away but I'm gonna be fine, I'm gonna be fine, I'm gonna be alright. Slide it up and let it roll, let it burn real slow. Cause we all know it's gonna be Man, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, just loving this weather. I don't know what it's like up there in North Carolina, but it uh finally, finally cooled off down here in Florida. Yeah, I'm actually headed down to Florida right now. I'm gonna be up in the Panhandle though, so I'm looking forward. It's cold up there, so I'm looking forward to just a little warmer weather. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh. Well, I guess, I, what is it What is it like there? Is it like freezing there yet? Because I know here it's like maybe 65 degrees in Gainesville. Okay, well, we're looking at right now, well, 63, but it's windy. So, it's, it's, you need a coat, you know what I mean? The uh, sun is out right now, but it's still still windy, you know. Good enough for a little hoodie, so I'm wearing a hoodie right now. I'm just looking forward to getting down to this water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and get a little bit of this Florida sunshine because it's cold, but it's still sunny down here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I man, I want to thank you first of all for coming and doing the show. I um, I came across you on Facebook. Um, I don't even know which friend of mine liked your stuff, but you know, you know, I saw you in my feed and looked at your page, and I was like, man, once again, I like what this guy's doing. I feel what they're doing, so I was like, let me try to reach out to him and get him on the podcast. So. I can learn more about what you're doing and, you know, 
all the you know listeners and subscribers out there can learn more about what you're doing too because i think people will really feel what you got going on over there oh i, I see how i found out about you i'm on your facebook page right now my homeboy Ramed posted something um, oh, yeah. with yeah. you in it. Yeah, that's me and me and him been friends for a minute. Yeah, me and uh, me and uh, Rashawn, we actually partnered up with what, with the company that I, you know I created, and so I, I'm sure we'll get further into that. But we partnered up and we're doing business as far as music licensing. Okay, okay. So let's get right into it. Speaking of the company that y'all created i know it's called uh, i believe it's called homemade soul so why don't you tell us uh what is homemade soul and what it's about just 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 bring us through the genesis of it okay so homemade soul music llc is a music licensing music publishing company uh, and our, our foundation our business model is built on the foundation of empowering artists educating artists, inspiring them, and then the business will be handled if we do all of those things. And uh, the caveat that we use to conduct business is getting music placed at TV, films, any kind of projects that's going on that we can find, any opportunities that we can find to place music uh, and to provide a license to that person who's gonna place, who's gonna put the music in their project. And we generate revenues from that. So. We're using a revenue generator in order to educate artists, uh, empower them, create the structure of, of, of business, of the correct structure so that they can benefit from the hard work that they put in creating music. And that's all our, our, our business model is solely based on first empowering, educating them about the music business, certain things that they may not know about, inspiring, hopefully help, helping them and getting them to create more and to be and to feel free as as we educate them to feel free and to dive into other places is just not a you know putting music out and trying to sell as many copies that's one part of it but then the other side there's a whole other side that a lot of artists don't know about so we're using those principles to uh to be in business and our business is fruitful because we put we invest time and 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 effort in the educating artists first and empowering them. Okay, and I know, like, historically, I don't think as much these days, but I know historically a lot of artists have gotten taken advantage of because there, like, exactly. wasn't entities out there to educate them. I know uh, when I was a teenager, of course, I wanted to be a rapper, and we was in rap groups and rap crews or whatever, and, you know, the biggest thing was, like, let's get a deal, let's get a deal, let's get a deal. And... Uh, you know, a couple of times we almost got some deals, but it was by local people. But when you actually read them, it was deals designed for them to have their hooks in you forever. And I mean, oh, yeah. and I could decipher that in like ninth grade with just, you know, a ninth grade reading level. I was like, well, wait a second. What is, no, nah, what is that about? You know? So, but I kind of feel like nowadays the record industry doesn't really have a lot of pull with the technologies that are out right now. So I think the game is really evolving you know so are you guys kind of teaching the historic model or are you working more on the how artists can do things in this new age of music production so what we're doing we're everybody knows the historic model everybody doesn't want the contracts the uh, exclusive long-term contracts that lock you in and you can only work with this company and this company can only put out this much 
and you know that locks the artist in. And when that company is not happy with the music that you're creating, they shell you. And then you know you're not able to put out music because you're so locked in for the next five years or next however many albums with this one company. So we everybody knows that you know that, and nobody wants that. So what we focus on is educating and showing the, the different opportunities now moving forward how artists themselves without even even if they're looking for a record deal they can still make money off of their music that they're creating right now and so without without even you know having to sign artists to an exclusive deal all we all we get is permission to just work for you to work for your music that you submit to us now the music is exclusive because we have to have some kind of uh have some kind of value to it and that brings that puts a value on you know the music that we hold in our catalog knowing that they can't nobody can get it anywhere else but the artists themselves they're not exclusive to us they're still free to do whatever they want they can sell as many albums you know sell as many albums they can even the actual song that they submit to us they're still able to sell it on iTunes themselves and we don't need to, we don't need to benefit from that what we need to what we're focused on is more just licensing. And uh, and uh, so that's what our, our, our business model is built on. And everything is built around making sure the artist is as free as they can be, making sure that they're getting everything, they're benefiting more from the music than anybody else is. We don't need to benefit the most because a disgruntled artist will turn, you know, is, uh, uh, over time, a disgruntled artist is not a productive artist at all. So that's why we have, you know, we find uh, issues, we see issues like, say, with, for example, Lil Wayne. He's not as productive as he is right now because of all the BS that he went through, you know, all these years. Now, yeah, he's a superstar, but who wants his headaches that he ain't even, get, ain't even getting paid for the, you know, the millions that he really deserves? Yeah, all the music that he's put out. Yeah, so, that, and that's a, and that's like a big in-your-face example for everybody right now. It's like one of the biggest uh-huh. rappers for the last ten years. I mean, put out music every month for the last ten years, and uh-huh. he's not getting taken care of right in the industry. You know, mm-hmm. by his so-called family member. So exactly. So it's exactly. like, hey. <laughs> You know, if they're ripping off blood, then, you know, what are they going to do to the average mo coming up in the streets? Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's a real benefit to the artist, though, because moving forward now, and that's where I kind of am with myself. That's why I started this podcast, because I was like, you know, BET isn't owned by BET, you know? So, so it's like, in all avenues, I feel like artists, people, creatives have to start um, creating our own avenues for, um, what's the word I'm looking for, for advertisement and publicizing our music and our content. You know, that's one of the big reasons I did this podcast because I'm like, you know, there's so many people out there that I like their music, but, you know, other than sharing it on Facebook, you have no real way to push a person's stuff. And, you know, nobody has money for a radio ad and not too many people listen to radio so it's like I was like you know hey and then I learned about podcasts and I was like okay well I have a studio so 
<laughs> you know, and this yeah. is a lot. This is a lot easier than recording a song because this is just two tracks and do some light mixing and you're good to go. Um, but it creates a vehicle for anybody to come on and publicize themselves, you know, and this is an hour, so it's long forum, so we can dig deep into what people do and all of that, you know, because like like you're saying, that industry model is, is, is antiquated. It's quite antiquated, you know, and I think, well, and, I, and I like uh, what you said you do because it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like what you're doing is saying, hey, give me, you know, permission to work with your material and I only want money off of what I generate working with your material. Exactly. And then whatever you generate is yours, but I'm just saying, hey, let me give it a shot. Let me push it. And then whatever, whatever heights I take it to, let me get a piece. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and you know what? I'm not even taking the majority of what we're working for. Yeah, the just a piece. Still, still benefits at least uh, 75% of what you know is coming in so it's it's I, i'm a firm believer because i'm an artist myself i'm a firm believer an artist who slaves in the studio and works on and pays studio time and works hard on a, a track they should benefit the most from that track being out being sold or being used however so i'm a firm believer in that and I, that's what everything that I, that all of this is built on is to give artists the most benefit and everybody's used to getting trying to trying to get took for you know what they do but if the artist is benefiting benefiting the most then the business relationship and all the business all the business that we do would be even that much better okay okay yeah i like that okay now let's shift gears for a second because i really want the people to understand who you are and how you get down now from what you're saying man i can tell you a real you know genuine brother you know you know i can feel your heart through the phone can you can you just give us some background like where you from how did you come up because uh with every show i kind of try to ask people like what is their history what was their environment growing up that produced the individuals that's telling us these stories are telling us you know this thing that they're trying to do because what you're trying to do is ultra mega positive if you could just take a minute and uh you know kind of tell us you know just give us your background story and where you started at how did you get into the music and you know how did it come to this yeah so i grew up in philadelphia i was born and raised in philadelphia uh the first 20 years of my life and I, after graduating high school I tried college for a little while um, I was diving into music I was songwriting and all that but I didn't really tap into that it could be a career or it could be a business for, me, for my future and um, three years after college I joined the Air Force and it was when I got to my first basis when I started recording with the person out there in uh, from Montana and that experience gave me the notion that hey, I want to be an artist. That was my that was my baptism into music as a whole. And ah. So from there, from 2001 up until now, I've been an independent artist, releasing music, uh, working with other independent artists, performing. I perform for free. I perform for five people. I perform for thousands of people. I perform the NBA games. Travel, uh, you know, played in bands, did gigs, and everything like that. And uh, so I've, I've run the scope 
without being in the actual music industry, the the, the, the big industry, I've, I've done everything the same as just just about as any other artist. I've promoted myself. I've learned to mix my mix and master my own songs. It was all basically been self teaching myself through every process, every part of the process of putting out music. And so now, fast forwarding it all the way up until now, I uh, I've been able to I've been able to uh, generate funds from the music that I create through all the research that I've done finding opportunities to license my music. And I've been able over the past, I would say five to 10 years now, been able to place music in music libraries and then watch those music libraries license my music into TV shows and into films. And uh, it's it's been so beneficial for me that I it was only right that I just not keep it to myself. So which is the reason why I started this company so I could, not only I could share it, but that a whole 360 degree, we could all economically benefit from it. And I figured out a way, and my, my, my sole purpose, my sole mission, and where it all comes from is the way I was raised. I was raised in the church. Uh, I'm a celebrate preacher. My mom, she was strict, we was very sheltered. But she also, she always instilled in us be considerate of others. Treat others how you want to be treated. What's fair is fair, what's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong. And so taking those principles was just an easy, natural segue into saying, hey, I'm making money for myself now in this music business. I want to help other artists do the same. Not only that, but learning all the horror stories of the music industry and how artists get took for everything, I want to change all that as well. I want to treat artists with the utmost respect. I want to make sure that, I want to create deals so I can make sure that they themselves benefit the most from the music that they're creating. And I'm, I'm stuck to that. And I'm not even, I, there's not even a chance for me to deviate from it, even though it may seem from, even from business, I've talked to a bunch of businessmen who say, hey look, that's not even a viable business model. You're shortchanging yourself. No, I'm not really shortchanging myself. No, I mean, uh, you know, I might be shortchanging myself. Well, no, I can't be shortchanging myself if I'm investing into the actual product, the people who are making the product that this whole business is built on. So if I invest in them, I ultimately believe it'll all come back full circle no matter what. And the deal set up so that everybody benefits no matter what. When something gets used, the company will benefit a little small piece. The artists will benefit the most from their work. And, you know, we just do it over and over and over again. So um, it's overall a win-win, no matter what, no matter how you look at it. And then even then, when there's a conflict, there's a difference of opinion. We sit and talk it out, and we work it out with the understanding that we're all trying to have a win-win situation. The deal doesn't work if only one party wins. The deal only works when everybody, when every party wins. And so that's the that's the values that I'm taking with the business. That's the values that I built the business on. That's the principles that we're working and operating in right now. 
and we're going to continue to operate. It's going to, it's, it's very small right now, but it's growing fast. Within one month, we signed 10 artists. And within, within a, uh, the last two months, we've been able to submit directly to music supervisors for, for hit TV shows. And, uh, artists are creating music within two days. And I'm talking about high quality music for these opportunities. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to watch and to see. Wow. Wow. Well, wow. So you just hit, man, there's so many little things I want to talk about and what you just said. Let's work backwards. The first thing that amazes me is that you're actually, um, or I won't say amazes, it amazes, impresses, and makes me happy that you're actually in a position to where you're successfully submitting this music to these, you know, situations to where it could get used and you know i'm gonna holler at you when we get done uh, with this too because you know i'm a musician myself but i'm not <laughs> i'm oh not yeah. gonna i'm not oh gonna yeah. hang up on that right now but i need to holler at you then because i didn't know it was that heavy yeah. but um uh, i like the idea that it's a communal thing you know it's not i'm trying to get rich off of these people because i feel yeah. like that's another divide and conquer you know, and that's what happens. I didn't watch the new NWA movie, but I know the story. And it seems like that was a, like, you know, Easy e was getting rich off of his boys. And then that crushed the whole thing rather than sharing the wealth, playing fair is pretty much what it is. Rather than just playing fair, doing what we know we're supposed to do. You know, it's a situation to where if one person gets rich, the thing isn't going to last forever because other people are going to get mad and quit or run away from the situation. And this is what I noticed because this is what was popping into my mind as you was explaining it. The most successful people roll with successful people and they help each other. You know, so I feel like the homemade soul project is definitely uh, a facilitator for that kind of movement, you know, you know, I mean, hey, I'm trying to get down. I mean, once I mean, that was a hell of a good sales pitch because I'm like, man, that sounds like something I would love. That sounds like something I would like to be a part of for real though. Because yeah. if you can have a person, you know, and that's pretty much sort of kind of what managers do to a degree, um, that can be in a position to you know get your stuff out there in front of people and put it in the ears, you know, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. So something else. I'm sorry, what you been yeah, saying? No, go ahead. No, okay, I was trying to shift gears and start talking about some of these artists. Um, but, yeah, so that's what I want to move on to next because I'm on your Facebook page right now and I'm actually just kind of scrolling through looking at some of the artists you probably have signed within the last month because I see, um, like, Big J. I see uh, yeah. Adora Williams. I see uh -huh. uh, songwriter Alicia. Is it Alicia? Oh, yes. Alicia? Yeah, Alicia. Alicia, okay. So I'm seeing all these people you're working with, Leslie Council, and I'm like, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. And I kind of want to like, I'm probably going to have to call, get some of them to come on the show and talk to me about their music. But just give us a cross-section of the type of artists you work with and their type of music, you know, in case anybody out there may want to get a song written or something, because a lot of people listen. Okay. So being in the music licensing business, the, first, the very first rule that I've been in it for so long, I've developed there should be one rule that you first uh, take on, and that is that music, there is no bad music in music licensing. Okay. So there, is, there is no bad artist, there's no bad genre, there's genres and 
artists for certain things and certain opportunities, but there is no bad music ever. So the so we work with all artists. We work with artists that are that are only creating sound effects. We work, we work with songwriters, people who just only write lyrics and can't even sing a lyric, but we work with them. And we'll, we'll, we work with the beat makers, and we make with full producers, people who are just putting together songs. Um, in all genres, uh, we have one country artist. That's a and that's a big, that's a real big seller in the music licensing industry. So, urban artists, hip hop rappers, um, producers, beat makers of all genres. Uh, there's no limit. There's really absolutely no limit. Sound effect, sound designers, people who create sounds and, and scores for films and. All of that stuff, we, we work it all. There's no, there's no limit to it. So, wow. So you guys are actually marketing the whole gambit of pretty much audio material because you're not just doing songs. You're not just doing uh, instrumentals. You're doing breaking it down to the sounds. You got people designing like kicks and snares and lasers and tasers and y'all are actually submitting stuff like that too? No, well, like specific sounds like that, kicks and all that stuff, we haven't dived into yet, but we have uh, in the catalog already, in the existing catalog, we have uh, sound effects. So say uh, the sound of a chainsaw working, somebody might license that. Uh, we got sound of, the sound of a highway, cars riding, riding past the highway, we got sounds like that. So, um, and we encourage all, all the artists when they sign, hey, Use your phone. Everything is licensable, no matter what it is. Audio, all audio is licensable. If somebody, there's a place for it somewhere. And so, even using your phone, you know, I might be in the airport right now, and uh, I'll record the just the the, uh, the sounds of the terminal, and then I'll label it Norfolk, Norfolk International Airport, Norfolk, Virginia International Airport. And then, you know, somebody may need that in a, in a film project or something. And they'll pay you for it. Wow. Literally. I never really, I and never I'm thought about that. Endless. Yeah. I never thought about oh, that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So with the, with the artists that you're working with now, is there any artist that's particularly like stand out that's like doing that's like just advancing up the ladder super fast that you like to tell us about oh yes all right so uh <laughs> okay man uh, say, oh yes oh yes <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just got finished working with uh i was in contact with him last night it's a production team down in florida right right where you are well there i think one is in miami and another one is maybe in gainesville but uh, the name of them is called Black Rose. Okay. It's a, song, it's a songwriter and a, and, a, and a producer. And they're creating straight fire. And I just put out an opportunity to them uh, earlier this week. Uh, and I had a deadline within two days for some ED, for an EDM song, a party EDM song. They went in the studio, sent me the rough draft, that was hot. And they finalized it up yesterday and sent me the final cut. And uh, I, I was able to submit to it. That's that's going to a submission, an opportunity. That's for a hit TV show. We don't know what the actual TV show is, but I will find out if the song is 
but Black Rose is comprised of Mosaic Soul and uh and Kit is the producer. Uh and those two, they work uh, just from hearing uh samples of that music, the music that Mosaic she puts out, she's been putting out music for a while now. And uh just the just the work that they, they do. It's, it's that level of work is like crazy. Her voice is angelic. It sounds sounds so angelic, and uh, it's production. It just accent. They both accented each other in a crazy way. So uh, those are the standouts. I got another artist, a producer, that Random Word. He's based. I don't. I'm. I believe he's between Gainesville and Detroit. I don't know where he's actually right now. But he submitted a EDM track, and he's he's had he has a few placements, uh, major major industry placements with some artists, and uh, so those two stand out the most, uh, mainly because I was working with him this week back and forth, okay, um, getting getting music submitted. Okay, uh, now how would an artist go about reaching out, or or here's a better way to phrase this question. Take us through the experience of how an artist gets in contact, builds a relationship, and gets uh, affiliated or partnered up. Because it sounds like you guys work in more of a partnership uh, a model. What is the process of becoming a, a partner with Homemade Soul? All right, so we have a we have a website www.homemadesoul.com, and on that website. It'll break down everything. You'll see the writers, the uh, clients that we work with, the, the channels that we've been on already, and an email link at the bottom of the whole website, publishing at homemadesoul.com. All they have to do, what's real simple, is just email them, say they're interested. We'll set up a call. We'll talk through email back and forth. I have a certain, I have a artist uh, support page that breaks down in detail the process of what we would do if you were signed. Um, some, for some artists, I send, I, I send them the agreement so that they can review. And if they have questions, we explain. It's totally transparent. Honesty is key. Transparency is key. So they ask, hey, why does, why does the deal have to be three years? Or, or why, do you, um, get, why do you expect the upfront license to be 50-50? Or, you know, they have all kinds of questions. And we're, we welcome all questions. We welcome all critiques. Some artists, we've uh, changed some parts of the deal so, because they just they just couldn't get past a certain term of, of something. So, you know, we're willing to work with artists. It's, it's an open-door policy. It's not, uh, it's not anything that's exclusive. What Really, we're, we're creating a movement of doing right by each other and it's the same that is so that our world is so far gone from that but hey i said i figured if i'm going to create something myself i'm going to be able, i'm going to create something where i'm treating people right and having an open door policy and keeping honesty and transparency all of that is important with it so they can they can use those steps to hit me up and we go from there the the, the conversation stays open so they just don't want to, you know, don't, don't want to walk that journey anymore. Okay, okay. So let's let's say that there is a person who's out there, they're hyper talented, you know, 
and they're interested in saying, I'm trying to just start promoting and pushing myself. What are some of the first concrete steps that any artist or creative person can take when they want to actually go, I guess I would say public or, you know, actually, you know, because you have people that write songs in a room and you have people that write songs with the intent of selling them to people. So once they transition to the point to where they're trying to uh, monetize their talents, what are, in your opinion, what are some of the first steps that a creative person of any type can take to ensure that they will have a less bumpy and more successful journey? Well, the very first step is research. Research the business that you want to be in. Listen to the radio. That's your competition. The music on the radio is your competition. The music that you like, the artists that you hear, that's actually the competition. So that's the that's the standard that that's set. Once you reach that, you got product that matches that comp that specific competition or the artist that you like. Okay. Do more research. You have to do more research. You got to research uh, blogs to, to to try to be friends. Um, networking, 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 and research goes the long way. That's the Nothing key. happens without relationships, you know. So. And you know, I'm learning that even in my, you know, professional professional career. Because I know in my personal life, I keep seeing time and time again, it doesn't really matter how talented you are. To a degree, it does. But at the end of the day, networking is key. Because I know just with like just jobs that I actually work, I'm an electrician, electronics technician. Um, I've gotten more jobs off of knowing people than I have off of all my years of experience and certifications and what whatnot. You know, I would apply for a place and oh, you know, found a better candidate. And then you know, you meet somebody within the company, and you're like, hey, you know, tap so and so on the shoulder for him and tell him, you know, tell him to look at your boy. And the next thing you know, bam, I'm in there with flying colors. You know, they don't even they just you know we just hang out in the interview. You got the job, Court. How you doing today? I'm like, I'm like, well, damn. It seemed like before, I, I couldn't even get an email back. Exactly. You know, so that networking is key in every aspect of life. You know, I'm and I'm I'm living proof of that to this day. That networking is key. It goes the furthest. You know, it it goes. I mean, to me, it even goes further than talent, because there's a yeah. lot of people yeah. in excellent positions who are not talented or qualified to be in that position. But because of their social connections, you know, there they are. And, and, and funny as it is, man, I didn't learn. I, I knew it. I heard it all the time. But I didn't actually implement it myself until recently, until this year, really. And knowing that, hey, I got to, I got to reach out. I got to get to know people. And people got to get to know me. You know, they yeah. got to know what I'm about. And what, if they do, and if I'm... If I'm good, if I'm good in, in heart at what I'm trying to do, trying to treat them right, then I can't lose. You can't lose it. And, you know, you can't lose because I think the key about networking, and I guess the, the, the biggest example of that is the fraternal and the sorority system in America, you know, oh, yeah. and yeah. Uh, in the military yeah. system, because I notice uh, even at my jobs, veterans hire veterans for real. Uh-huh. You know, I see that in live action. And you're you're a vet, so you know you know it's definitely a lot of honor among fraternal 
brotherhoods. But in the music uh-huh. industry, you know, there's not, unless, you know, up into a higher level, there's not a lot of, you know, fraternal communities that you can be a part of until you have, quote unquote, arrived, you yeah. know. So yeah. that's another thing I like about what you're doing. It creates a nice collective where, you know, people can, you know, look at and, you know, present opportunities for each other. And since I've been doing this podcast, it has opened my eyes to a lot of, like, I guess, unsigned artists. It would be the best way to put it, underground unsigned artists. And I'm like, man, these are people that I probably never would have hit play on YouTube or hit play on Facebook because you just scroll. But something that that also taught me was is that, man, if you see a guy who is good at what he's doing, he's trying, and he puts something on Facebook, it doesn't hurt to like it and share it, you know? Because we will like and share some of the silliest stuff, you know, some of the most, you know, something because it's funny or something because it's provocative or something because it's racial, you know? But then when you see somebody trying to do something positive, it's like scroll, scroll, oh, that's oh that's him, scroll, you know? And that's that uh, this show doing this podcast has opened me up to the fact that now when I see something from homemade, so I'm gonna like it and share it because I'm like, that's helping us promote each other. You know, if I see something from Raw Med, E Young, and a Raw Six, I'm gonna like it and share it, you know, because I realized that hey, if more people were liking and sharing my stuff based on the fact that they know me and they see me trying to do something, I would be getting a lot of more shares and reaching a bigger you know, span of people, at least in the social media realm, you know, and that's, that may be a new campaign I do, just like and share, everybody just like and share, you know, independent artists, independent people doing stuff, just like and share, you know, let's push ourselves to the top, because that's the key, because, you know, people be on their phones more than they're on TV, so you don't need a commercial, you need somebody to share your stuff to their 600 friends, you know, and bubble it up. And bubble it up, man. Yeah. So, so what are the thing? What are some of the things coming up in the future for homemade? So, I mean, I think in my mind, I'm seeing a, a, a showcase. But do y'all have any shows or stuff like that? And do y'all handle booking artists for events? Actually, right now, no, we don't. We we we, we just started the company in August. Okay. And our focus right now is music licensing and getting placements for art, the artists that we're trying. So that's our sole focus. What I'm doing, me personally as an artist, um, what we'll carry on in the future, uh, Christmas album. I have a Christmas album coming out this uh, this December, and it's getting mixed right now and everything. And uh, in the future, I'm going to spread that to the to the company, and we'll basically want to have a uh, a compilation Christmas album because Christmas, uh, the holidays, and, and songs like that. Uh, that's a big, that's a big uh, revenue generator for anybody. Yeah, uh, they sell every uh, year. Exactly. So I mean, that's an every year type of thing. And of course, I I got no choice but to get these other artists into that too. And so I'm doing it by myself this year. And I got a couple songwriters that I'm sharing it with. But um, next year we're gonna we're gonna dive into that that project as. Okay, so this project that you're doing here will be like, it'll be solely you? Yeah, it'll be under my Homemade Soul artist name. Homemade Soul is my artist name. Homemade Soul Music is the company. And, okay. 
So I'm releasing it as a solo project right now, but next year it's going to be a, a company-wide compilation album with various artists on it and all that. Yeah, that's uh, and uh, I'm gonna tell you now, the Christmas albums is where it's at because Mariah Carey still is selling that album every <laughs> single year. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, every, every single year, it's like it's new again, you know. Uh, uh-huh. it's, it's like it's new again every it's single year. Yeah, so that's 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 a real good that's a real good avenue. That's a real good avenue. So we talked about your company. We talked about you as a businessman. Now I kind of want one second. Uh, now I want to talk about you as an artist. We talked about homemade soul, the company. Now I want to get into homemade soul, the artist. Now I know you. I remember you telling me, as many of us, you was raised in the church, and that's probably where you got introduced to music. So were you a singer in church, a musician in church? Uh, or were you? Uh, I was a singer in church. My whole family sings. My dad sings. My mom sings. I have a brother and a sister. They all sing. Me and my sister, we play the piano. We play by ear. We self-taught. Uh, when we were younger, we got piano lessons, but uh, that stopped after a while. And we eventually, we just started teaching ourselves how to play the piano to the point now where we can, I can pick up on any song and just play it. Uh, so church was the foundation singing in, in the choirs and, and writing songs with my cousins. Um, all of that was the foundation. Me as an artist, gospel music is my foundation. And I've heard time and time again from multiple people that, yeah, I can hear your gospel influences and all your, all your music. So, uh, but my, my my primary genre was R&B. I started, when I first started off, I was trying to be, you know, the next usher or, you know, trying to, uh, be that sex symbol and writing love songs and all of that stuff. Okay. Uh, but about about 2006, I started making a transition into uh, becoming, you know, like grown man music or grown folk music. Yeah. The the, uh, the content is more serious. The, the subjects are more deeper and more dramatic. And so that's and and even. Now, in 2000, about 2010, I made another transition, including social issues in my music. So now I'm running the whole gamut of writing love songs, writing love stories, love writing sto- storytelling, and also tackling social issues, expressing how I feel about certain things that's going on right now in the world. Uh, so I'm basically a full circle artist now. Uh, I've got about 14 years in total. I'm going hard at it on the independent side. And I, I can't complain, man. I've, I've, I've been blessed. I've, I've touched a few lives. Of course, I'm not uh, selling millions of records. That, that, that doesn't matter to me. Um, the people who need to hear it, they hear it. They find it. Uh, they somehow find it. Stars line up when a certain person finds a certain song of mine. And then they find me on the internet and they hit me up out of the blue, uh, you know, with the emails. Man, I found your music at such and such place, or I heard it on the Smith State or whatever. And man, it, it, it's awesome. And those are those are the things I live for as an artist. I'm not chasing after the big record sales, but I do have a 
uh, a gift that God gave me. And, and I believe it's my obligation to share it. Even if it's selling it for 99 cents or I decide to give it for free and uh, capitalize on the, the on the commercial side, it doesn't matter as long as I'm sharing it. That's, that's the ultimate goal. And that, that's that's really where it's at. That's really where it's at. Cause you know, even you know, while while you was explaining that, it you really drummed up in me the fact that record sales are really a thing of the past. You know, I don't know if people are aware of that, but the artists that I'm seeing right now, especially people on the up and coming, are all really just giving the music away. I always hear people uh-huh. saying, you know, download it on that piff. You know, I guess I'm out of the loop because I yeah. don't know what that piff is, but I need to find out. <laughs> the mixtape website. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. That's when you know you're getting old, man. Stuff like that. It's like everybody's like, yeah, get me on that piff. Give me. I'm like, what is that piff? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that piff? You know, I'm still thinking about SoundCloud, but uh. But I don't really think people are really even focusing in on selling records because it's kind of hard to give away music right now. Because yeah, yeah. a lot of the artists I hear saying download it from that pill, you know, it's just people are so, I guess we're just getting lazy as as music listeners, you know. Uh, maybe I'm just getting lazy. I don't know. But I think well, that... Maybe, or maybe the quality, maybe the quality is uh, dumped down overall. You know what? I think that's what it is. It's like after years and years of mediocrity, it's yeah, like you don't yeah. really expect much from most artists. You're just waiting for those artists that make the good stuff. I know it's one guy that I always see on Facebook. His name is Keith Wallace. He's a rapper from Miami. And uh, he, he always posts like videos of him just going over people's beats. And he spits the hardest bars that you ever wanted to hear. <laughs> this man spit bars like every time. And I always share his stuff because I'm like, damn, he made me not want to rap no more. That nigga, I mean, he be eating that shit. I mean, he be eating it up. You know somebody's good and it's like, hey, I don't even really need to rap because he just said everything I wanted to say. Um, but those artists are so far and few between where it's like they're breathtaking, you know. I feel like the further back you go in history, the more breathtaking artists we were presented with. Um, But now, being that we have such excellent sound engineers and producers, we have mediocre or sub-mediocre artists um, making music that sounds sonically good. So it's not unpleasant to listen to. It's just not something... That's like, oh my God, I'm not so excited about this song, but if it's on the radio, I'll definitely let it play, you know, because it doesn't sound unpleasant. It sounds very well. You know, they spent a million dollars to make sure it sounds very well, you know, and it it resonates sonically, you know, perfectly with the human ear and everything, but the content isn't there, you know, because like I was saying, I can listen to that guy on YouTube that he recorded on his cell phone, listening on it through my cell phone. And I am intrigued, you know, and it's not a million dollar production. It's just him playing a beat out of his car stereo, holding up his cell phone and spitting bars. And I'm like, that has me locked in, you know. And what that tells me as an artist is, it's not always about having the million dollar mixer, the million dollar master, the mustard or the Dre or the ear drummer's beat, you know. It's about is the content and the quality of your content up to par you know are you making something that's so different and so out of the box yet so sonically right that is undeniable to the human ear 
you know I don't know but that's where I come from that's 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 my opinion on it and like you said I don't think record sales reflect that you know because record sales just reflect who decided to put a million dollars behind somebody's project so ultimately you know it's going to sell an amount of records versus if you know you just release it and you're trying to do shows and push it yourself you know but even in that do shows push it yourself model I think that's more beneficiary for the artist because you're seeing 100% of the profit. Yeah, exactly. And Tyrese is an example of that. Uh, Ice Cube is an example of that. How they, you know, just within the last couple of years, so Tyrese this year just released an album that, I mean, he's reaping off. He did it independently. Uh, Ice Cube did it independently. Uh, it's a bunch of artists, man, that got names already and of course that, that benefits them as well that you know they went the independent route and they they reaping all all of it back so it's not they're not locked up in that record label system yeah and when you're dealing with people on that ice cube tyrese level they're in the beautiful position because they already oh, yeah. have you know they're already corporations in themselves you know and they already have went you know around the world with their music once but then Ice Cube and Tyrese are actors, you know? So they're like hitting it from such a multifaceted level to where it's like bim, 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 and they can release something. And you know, they're as powerful as a record label, you know? Because they have a whole, they are an industry within themselves to themselves. You know, their product is them and they, you know, and they can get it across those different, those different genres of entertainment, you know? And it sounds like that's what you're trying to offer people too, you know, because if you're dealing with getting stuff placed on movies, getting stuff placed on soundtracks, getting stuff placed in all these different ways to generate revenue, that's uh, that's moving towards that same path, you know, of having that multi-dimensional revenue income. Oh, yeah. And that's, the music licensing industry is like the long-term investment industry. So... Invest this time right now to make a track and then make it the way you need it to then put it out to that that music licensing industry. Get it placed and you're gonna be reaping the benefits long term instead of just a one time payoff trying to sell records, you know, the first two months of that that you release it. And then of course, you know, sales of all all types drop after the initial buzz falls away. So artists I'm I'm really selling uh, or or offering a long term revenue generator for artists, and as long as we do the work of trying to place it, and do the, do it, give it its due diligence, uh, we can't lose at all. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. So, what is the big vision? You know, let's say what is. What, let me see, the, what's the five-year vision? In five years, where do you see Homemade Soul as a company at, and where would you like it to be? Uh, company, in five years, we will be placing music, if not on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. Uh, we'll have uh, a nice um, conglomerate, a collection of partners of all types, of all creative types. Uh, we'll be not directly contacted from music supervisors to, to, to create custom music for certain projects. 
We don't have relationships with filmmakers, indie filmmakers. Um, we'll be doing this thing full blast. We'll probably be diving into a compilation album with the artists and getting into uh, paying out mechanical royalties and uh, for sales on iTunes and things of that nature. Uh, that's an expansion of what we're doing right now. Um, we may be, uh, the ultimate goal is to have an office or a house set up somewhere. I don't know where we're going to be uh, headquartered at, but to have a studio office building set up where all our music is coming out of that building. Uh, so being able to, to get artists to the building maybe and to record in this legendary sound space, recording live music, recording live everything live, uh, string or orchestras and all of that stuff, man. I mean, doing it on such a scale where it's undeniably authentic and original and, and nobody's too greedy enough and, and too big-headed enough to want it all for themselves, but to create that community effect and all be accountable to each other and to set up the structure we Right now, it's the foundation. It's setting up the structure of being fair and doing things business right and, and, and doing things correctly and having good values and everything that we do. So that's where we're headed. We're headed big, you know, big family-like type of atmosphere. That is what is up. Well, my brother, we have re... <laughs> huh? No, no, I was just laughing, man. Okay. Well, we have reached the one hour marker, so this is the time in the show where I give uh, the guest of the truth teller the opportunity to drop any links, any promos, any shout outs. You have as much time as you like, but you know, definitely tell the people all the links on how to get at you, how to contact you. Um, and if you want to plug any of your artist information, please do that too. Yes, sir. Well, my, my name is Curtis Clark, and I'm the president and founder of Homemade Soul Music LLC based in Chesapeake, Virginia, as of right now. Uh, you can find out more about the company at www.homemadesoul.com. Uh, and we have a Facebook page, uh, which is backslash Homemade Soul Music. Um, we, are, are, we are for the artists. That's all the social media info that, that's needed to be out there. Uh, you'll find the email uh, on the website, but it's publishing at homemadesoul.com. Publishing at homemadesoul.com. We're open to all artists. We're willing to listen. We're willing to talk. We're willing to critique. We're willing to share information. The, the very what music libraries that I myself have used over the years, I'm giving that information out. So I'm willing to share. And you, my bro, you got music? Yes, sir. <laughs> There's a, there's there's music there's places for it. And you can I can help you set up your own. Aside from you know partnering up with us, we can do that too. But ultimately, it's all about empowering, educating, and inspiring artists. So that's my whole spiel, and I'm sticking to it, bro. Word up. Well, <laughs> hey man, thank you for coming on the show. This is the part where we cue the music, and thank you very much. Yep. I got faded tattoos, I got holes in my shoes, got a beat up guitar, and I can sure sing.
And another one. And another one. And another one. And another one in the books. I like that, man. That was really informative. That was a super positive brother. And I'm going to have him back in 2016. So, another podcast comes to the end. Remember, check us out on the website, www.tellmethetruth-podcast.com. Remember, go there and subscribe. Go there and check us out on iTunes. Go there and go to the bottom of the page and see all of our links. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, And last time, thank you to Curtis Clark. Big shout out to him. Again, if you are any kind of person that creates content, go to the website. The link is on my page link up with the man or at least go to his page and research what he's doing so you can use it in your own situation i need to tell ross six about that too because he's an ambitious brother i know he'll take some of this stuff and run with it uh but episode 13 which i'm recording tomorrow and it's gonna drop um the monday after this the well for y'all listening it'll drop next monday um but it's gonna be reginald wag reginald wrangler He's a country singer from my hometown. So that's going to be super interesting, too. So, yeah, man, once again, thank everybody for tuning in. Thank everybody for being a scribe and being a real truth teller. And as I always say, if you cannot tell the truth, don't talk about it. Diddly deuces.
Feeling good.